Welcome to Leadership Unleashed. Today's leaders must be experts in emotional intelligence, the art of persuasion, and masters of motivation. Each week, you'll hear hints and tips to help you develop confidence, build your identity, and your skills as a leader. Here's your host, authentic leadership expert, Leslie Hunter. Hi, and welcome to Leadership Unleashed. Now, leadership. Let's talk about leadership for a minute. Leadership is a process, and you do a process. So I can do leadership, but I may not get any followers. So I'm going to be talking to you now about being a leader, because it's about the being, the state of being that is so important. So leadership's a process, leaders are people. And we're going to be joined today by a person that I've known for many years, who was involved in launching two of the UK's most familiar brands. I'm going to welcome Neville Tynemouth. Hi, good afternoon, Leslie. Good afternoon, Neville, or good evening, because I'm in oh. a different time zone to you, So, oh, and we have oh, no idea morning. where our listeners are. <laughs> I was going to say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever fits. There we go. That's a good start. Um, I'm following on from that theme, an even better start. You helped to launch to the, two of the UK's most familiar brands, um, Dyson and Blackberry. and. Yeah. I've never used either of them. So tell okay. me a little bit about that. <laughs> That's a great connection, a great place to start. Um, the, both products, actually, bizarrely, are, are a bit about being right place, right time. Mm-hmm. So the Dyson bit, uh, we actually had exclusive rights for Dyson when it came back into Europe when James Dyson first brought it back from Japan. So he'd actually launched it in Japan and had great success with it and had launched it back into the European market. Do you know, I didn't uh, know that. It started off in Japan. Yeah. he Well, yeah, he obviously designed it, developed it, did all the engineering, but he, he did a soft launch in Japan. So um, he was um, he was um, then wanting to bring it back to the UK and do a full launch in the UK. Oh, okay. So, so we had the rights to sell it across Europe for, I can't remember if it was three or six months, and um, it was an absolute nightmare to sell. Why? Well, you have to cast your mind back to the time. And um, for those of you who remember the time, it was about 90, oh God, it must be about 96, 97, I suppose. Uh, Hoover Juniors, Hoover Seniors were all the rage. So anything beige made by Hoover was fantastic. Never, 96, 97, I was not Hoovering, trust me. It was not, it was not even on my radar. <laughs> So I think it wasn't on many folks' radars. Okay. Um, the, the average price of a vacuum cleaner at launch was around about seventy pounds. Uh huh. Dyson, Dyson was a lot more. Dyson retailed at two hundred pounds. Now the other thing to bear in mind is everything looked very traditional at the time. It was the first time you had a, a, a see-through bin on a vacuum cleaner, so you could see all the dust collecting. Yeah. It was quite noisy in terms of the vacuum cleaners, and it blew an awful lot of air out. So folks who looked at it and demoed it, oh, that's really nice, but I bet it's really cheap because it looks horrible. <laughs> no, actually, it's three times retail price. Oh, that's never going to catch on. But it became a real leader in the field. It absolutely did, yes. Right, yes. okay. Now, and the other one was Blackberry. Now, obviously, yeah. we're not talking the fruit here. No, 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 no. Um, it's not like the kind of potato coming back. And no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> We're talking about BlackBerry, the smartphone. Yeah. Uh, Canadian organisation who had a fantastic bit of kit, which was originally a pager across the States and Canada, um, a firm called Research in Motion. Ah, oh, 
That's and, where it started, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the, the, the pager device allowed them to push information back uh, to a, a remote device and they just built on that technology. Um, Fascinating. I'm, I'm going to cut in there because, yeah. I mean, we, we're not going to spend the, the whole mm. show talking about, you know, products that are, that are mm. being produced. Um, but, but through that experience, you obviously, you know, you, you learned a lot about being a leader in, in what I would probably say was a, a highly innovative environment in both cases. Yeah, and and that was uh, you know the, there's some parallels to draw draw between the pair of them. You know, BlackBerry. Everybody looked at BlackBerry and kind of looked at me and said, "Well, who's ever going to want email pushed down to a phone? What's the point of that?" <laughs> well, it, yes, it, it amuses me now century. when I look in the streets and everybody's walking up and down looking at their smartphone collecting email. And who would because... want to be able to take photographs and <laughs> stream live <laughs> videos and get it's, the football? It, yeah, it's never going to catch on. That thing. No. So again, you know. Um, quite a, a high price point in comparison to others, but but in terms of leadership, kind of leading leading a marketplace, it was a great place to be and a great product to launch because it really grabbed people's attention. But you've done you've worked in sales a lot, and you've worked. I mean, you yes. worked in BT, British Telecom. Yes. Um, you you've led new sales coaching programs for people in yep. these organisations, and uh, in in essence, you've been at that leading edge as a leader yourself for what? I hate to give your age away, but maybe twenty plus years. Yeah, y yes. Okay, <laughs> we'll leave, we'll leave yes. that there. We'll leave that there. <laughs> yes. So you you've got you've got an. We'll come back in a minute to, to what you're doing now. But mm. against that backdrop, you've obviously had a lot of experience um, yes. about being a leader and of engaging with leaders in different different ways and different capacities. So yeah. in your own words, define for me, how would you define being a leader? What is a leader? I suppose I look at this from the other way around. I think a leader for me is somebody who, who can attract followers. Uh, and a uh, you know kind of a, a sign of a great leader is um, one who kind of generates those followers uh, very often by saying and doing all the right things, but while listening to kind of folks around them. Because one of the things that you know I, I find frustrating in a leader is one that doesn't take people's uh, people's opinions into consideration. So um, th th they often just kind of run off and do their own thing, which leaders have to do. But equally, um, I like the thought uh, as, I, as a leader and as somebody who has been led in the past, I like to have my opinion listened to and considered. So is, is it the communication aspect then? Is it, or is it, the, is it the fact that somebody is paying you the, the respect and the attention? Or is, it, um, or is it simply, I mean, could, could somebody do this and almost just play the game? So they listen to you, but they don't. It's kind of the all right. I'll listen to you. Fine. You've had your five minutes worth now. So what? <laughs> yes. Okay. Move on now. Um, I, I think it is the communication piece. So a great great leader will have great communication skills, but I think it's equally it's knowing that my views have been considered. Um, uh, one of the, the 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 best leaders when I was um, back in my employed days I ever worked for. Uh, really understood what to come to me for and what to get my opinion on. He knew that I wasn't strongest in everything he needed, but there were specific topics he came to me and say, you know, I'd really value your opinion on this. How do you think we should handle this issue? Where do you think we should take this opportunity? 
And it's that kind of input that I think I really value in a great leader. Uh, no, that's interesting because my, my take on that is that it is not just the communication and the um, asking for your opinion and you feeling that your opinions are valued, but mm. that a leader is discriminating enough to be able to say, you know what, I'm not the expert in everything. Um, yes. You know more about this than me. Yes. Now, uh, I mean, I know some leaders, I know some very effective leaders who are probably effective because they're prepared to say that. But I yes. also know some people who <laughs> would never say that. Um, yes. So, so, I mean, do you agree with that or is... Absolutely. I think a leader who can recognise that, that, you know, the, the true strength and leadership comes from the support of the followers and the team. Uh, th that's the big bit for me um, and I recognise this uh, a guy I used to work for a number of years ago um, I was being introduced to a main board director at BT and he introduced me and he did this with a few other people so it wasn't just me I'd heard him do this a couple of times in different ways but he introduced me to a main board member at BT as and this is the absolutely fantastic Neville Timemouth you've probably been hearing lots about <laughs> No, how brilliant. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and this is what he did. He picked things out and he knew how to switch things on in the, in the team. Uh, and he knew the value of getting his seen uh, by the senior management team as being really strong team players as part of his team. And, and the leadership that came through from there was the fact he could really connect with everybody um, that supported him. And uh, he created an environment where we could all really shine and stand out, which made him an absolute superstar. Yeah, so you're the, almost the reflection, the shine and the reflection and the reflected glory. Yes. Right. Yes. So, okay, let's, let's just stop for a minute and think then. Mm. So how do you, let's put ourselves in the position of an aspiring leader. Mm. Let's say that I'm, you, you've been a coach, I'm a manager in Organisation X, and I'm a really mm. good manager. And yes. And I can shine and sparkle. Yes. Um, but I need to make that step change from being a manager into being a leader. Yes. How are you going to coach me? What, what are you going to tell me? How are you going to get that out of me? Well, the, the, the first thing is just make sure people understand what leadership is and they've got a good grasp on that. Uh, and, you know, quite often when folks are making that transition between ma manager and leader, um, they say, well, you know, I have no experience. I have lots of experience as a manager, but none as a leader. And we always argue the case, if you've ever followed anybody, then you've got great experience because you can, you can start to look at great leadership traits. Yeah, and people, I mean, let, let's just stop there for a minute. Talk about followers. And some people find the word follower quite offensive. I've, yes. had, I've had people say to me, don't call me a follower. You know, don't, no, no, yes. no, I've got my own mind, blah, blah, blah. But actually... I bet we all follow people on Twitter. Of course we do. And I bet we are also friends of people on Facebook. And I know one of your hot topics is, and we'll talk about that in a minute, is LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, but in essence, we do follow people. Of course we do, yes. But to be putting that into a work environment and say, I am a follower of this person mm. because they're a leader, sometimes that, that just kind of rankles with some people. And I understand why, but but if you think about it, and you're right, you know, we, we do follow lots of things now in life and lots of people, but if you pause and think, well, what do you want to achieve? Well, I want to, you know, I want to be a great leader. Well, where do you learn from? You learn by following another great leader. And whether that's from history or whether that's political or somebody in your organisation, you follow what they did, their successes, their trials uh, and their tribulations. 
Okay, so tell me one of your best followers. Tell me a story about one of your best followers. <laughs> um, oh God, one of my best followers. That that that's a challenge. Um, oh, can I include my old dog? Is that <laughs> you can include? I would love you to include your dog. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Um, as you know, Leslie, we've we've had a brief conversation. Uh, my dog isn't with us anymore. He he sadly passed away recently. Oh, I'm but so sorry. Yeah. No, it, you know, and and this is one of the the hardships of having a dog is uh, you know that they don't have a a life expectancy like ours. But you get used to that, and you kind of you know you accept that fact, and you you pack it as much fun as you can when you've got them. Yeah, but you get the uh, quality while you've got them. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm not entirely certain if Jasper was one of my followers or if it was vice versa. No. Uh, <laughs> so familiar. To tell. Yes, yes. Sometimes you think you're in charge and sometimes you think, mm, do you know what? Yes. He's letting Who's me think I'm in you? charge. <laughs> yes. Um, but but I think it's, um, you know, I think, um, and you and I have talked in the past about the authenticity piece. I think if you're being authentic and true to yourself, uh, it, it's very easy to generate that follower. So, um, you know, that or those followers, whether it's a dog or it's folks at work, work uh, sorry, whether it's folks at work, so folks around you, or whether it's on social media, it's if you're being authentic and true to yourself, you do generate those kind of followers and uh, uh, inspires a strange word mm -hmm. but i've had a few folks here recently uh, you know giving a few talks oh you've inspired me too and you think that's that's quite unusual it's an interesting word so, yeah 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 and it's you know uh, so, somebody came to me recently and said you you're the best inspirational speaker i've ever seen and of course my instant response was am i the first because yeah. you know I, I, I don't class myself as an inspirational speaker no we'll get the but then I suppose, the speaking business in later yeah <laughs> no 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 it's 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 just the bit that you know it's amazing how people sometimes see you and yeah. view you uh, and i think with leaders often that transition between a manager and a leader some of it is very conscious and some of it can be very unconscious just by doing the right things uh, you know following the right path folks are then curious and want to follow you and, and pay that extra bit of respect as a leader right but I, I mean I want I want to get a, a bit more serious here at mm. the moment and take you back to the dog take you back to Jasper uh, what, yes. breed, what breed was Jasper Jasper was a mixed breed so mixed he was breed. a okay yeah he was a, a rescue dog and we never actually found out what and where and how he came from right so again that, that that's interesting because I mean let, let's elaborate on that for minute what you're saying is you were engaging with in this case an animal but you didn't really know the entire history the background etc nope. I mean you have to do that regularly in work environments uh, you know when you go into new teams into new situations um, and you were talking about communication and you know, to, to get away from this just being like a trite story, let, let's think about some key examples. I mean, are you really trying to tell me that your dog helped you as a leader to understand how to communicate more effectively? Yeah, I think he did in some cases, yes, yes. Uh, and I think it was probably him educating me. He was very, very good at, at kind of trying to explain the best way he possibly could exactly what he wanted. And if I didn't understand that, he was not shy of, of commu communicating in a different way, in a different means, in a different pattern uh -huh. to allow me to understand what he wanted. Um, and, and that might sound really strange to anybody who doesn't have a dog, but, you know, there is um, the time that they'll be jumping up and down and a little bit of yapping to, you know, or, or barking to get out the door, but actually slightly different 
and more prolonged uh, bark and bounce and pay me some attention when when food was uh, in store. So that bit about communication and, and altering the communication so I get it was really important to him. And it's interesting because you said earlier you didn't know who was following whom and who was the yes. leader. But, you know, let, let, let me just elaborate on this principle because that's a perfect example. I mean, I remember when Kino, my German shepherd, he was about two and he could sit. I mean, he could sit perfectly and pose, um, and he could. He understood the word "come," and he would. He, he would come to me and and you know do as I asked him to do. So I thought one day I was being particularly clever when I told him what I wanted to do was to sit down and then come. Mm-hmm. So he immediately did exactly what I asked him to do. He sat. He then went down which was a different command as far as the dog was concerned. And he lay on the yes. ground. And then when I said, come, he, he cocked his head on one side and looked at me and said, well, make your mind up, will you? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to sit? Do you want me to lie down? Do you want me to down. prance around? And yes. it suddenly struck me that I was not being clear. I was not being clear in my communication to him. Now, you may say, yes, it was one word, keyword, instruction, but it was still communication and it wasn't clear enough. And I think that's, and I've fallen that trap of mixing up sit and sit down with a dog before. Have you ever done uh, it in the workplace that... with anybody? Oh, God, yes, we all have. <laughs> We've all made that mistake of either over-communicating or under-communicating. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, we, we touched on Blackberry earlier on. I, I remember very famously sat in a meeting um, with a, a very, very large client and there was about six or seven people from the client, and uh, there was about six or seven people from uh, BT, as it was then, and, you know, we were pitching for this big bit of business, and uh, one of the people in the room was a finance director, and he looked at me directly and said, okay, can you specifically tell me the uh, how uh, BlackBerry works at a technical level? And all of my technical team leaned forward, and I said, well, just hang on, just hang on two seconds. And I looked the FD straight in the eye, and I thought, I'm weighing him up, and I know him a bit. And I said, actually, it's pretty much black magic and witchcraft. Yeah. And he burst, he burst out laughing, and he leaned back and said, do you know, Neville, that's as much as I need to know. Thank you for that. And that, it was just gauging the right level of communication. Now, if I didn't know him that well, I couldn't have played that card. Yeah. And I'd said, actually, let's get your technical guys to speak to our technical guys to get this right. But, you know, it's appreciating the, pe- the person that you're speaking to and, and what level of communication they need. Otherwise, you're completely lost. And it's not just the verbal communication as well, because, I mean, certainly with... Um with a dog, I find that it's other cues. I mean, they don't speak back. Nope. But the number of people I've... I mean, take my husband, for example, bless him. He'd <laughs> never had a dog before in his life, OK? So yep. um, I found him in the back garden one day, and the dog was sitting there, perfectly behaved, paying attention. And my poor husband is trying to reason and rationalise with the dog and explaining to him why he wanted him to do something. Yes. Uh, and I was, uh, you know, I just stood there as if to say, what are you doing um you know it, it's about understanding as you say the level of communication that's needed but it's also understanding the style the approach and the type of communication i mean there's, n- there's no point saying something if you say it 
if you it's basically say what you mean and mean what you say but there's no point if your body language your tone everything it's a whole package and that's so important when you're communicating with an animal with children um, and I would argue it's just as important when you're communicating in the workplace but people forget that absolutely yes and it's it's a fundamental part of of getting that bit right um we often talk about those folks and we, we, we simplify this as much as possible and we always say if if you bought a new piece of electrical uh, electronic kit um you know whatever it might be would you sit and read the instructions or would you sit and play with it till it worked um, <laughs> you know f- f- folks generally have a preference well actually do you know what i'd rather just play with it till it works and you know i don't want to stereotype here but most men tend to fit in that category but yeah that's a stereotype this reminds um, me when i i last bought a piece of furniture from a, a store that we will be nameless um, yes but it was flat pack and yes. you know i i took it out the box and i looked at all the instructions and i thought mm-hmm. so i just made it i had a few bits left over but it mm-hmm. worked perfectly well and it still looked like a bookcase <laughs> That's good, assuming you hadn't bought a double bed. Yeah, if well, you bought a double bed, it looked like a bookcase. I think that it was would supposed be to be a bookcase. <laughs> no, and, it, and it's this bit, if, if your preference is to read all the instructions, or, you know, on the flip side, if your preference is just to sit and play with it till it works, and somebody communicates with you in exactly the opposite style, yeah. you know, so somebody gives you masses of detail and you're not a detailed person, or on the flip side, if somebody gives you a very top-level picture and you need detail, it's amazing how much that can disconnect. Uh, and again, the, 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 just the one last point there is, you know, uh, I've seen some leaders fall into the trap of thinking one size fits all. So oh, this is a great style so of communication. I'm going to apply it to everybody. And, and actually, mm. I've seen leaders do do even worse than that. Not just one size fits all, but my size and my style fits Absolute. all. So because yes. I like to be communicated in, to in this way, I will therefore communicate back to everybody else in the same way. And it... it quite often it just falls flat so it, i mean it, it is so important and it is a critical skill for any leader to be able to communicate and communicate effectively absolutely yes now yes. C- can we take it a little bit further because mm. i mean you, you've moved on from the the businesses that we've discussed mm. and you're running yeah. your own business now Yes. Um, and obviously still in the, the field of inspirational speaking. No, <laughs> actually, you, you, you don't do inspirational speaking. Um, no. So you, you're running your own business, new results training. Um, yes, that's right. But the whole focus is still on sales. But yes. you've brought a very key element in in the last couple of, uh, of months, haven't you? Tell us about that. Yeah, the, the, this was kind of an extension of everything else we did. And uh, and again, one of the things we were keen to do was really kind of push the boundaries in terms of what professional selling meant. Uh, and it was a client who'd asked us to do some specific work on LinkedIn. Uh, we use LinkedIn a lot. I think uh, an awful lot of people do, but I don't think they're using it effectively. <laughs> Yes, that's, that's, you'd be surprised, Leslie, how many times I'm hearing that. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of folks have kind of stumbled on LinkedIn, said, oh, actually, yeah, that looks good, or they've had an invite, they've joined, they've played about with it and thought this looks quite nice, but aren't quite sure where to go next. So a, a client said, could we write some training? And I said, yes, of course we can, no problem, we enjoy it, we like it. And one of the things that we do is um, we... Um, we base everything we do on LinkedIn on what you would do in a face-to-face business environment. And uh, we create this training and turn back at this client and said, here you are, everything you asked for, every single bit of training on LinkedIn, it's around about three days. 
Three days. Big, yes, they took a big, big gulp and said, yeah, we probably didn't need everything. <laughs> All right. You were so, talking earlier um, about over-communicating. You know, do you think you maybe just went a little bit overboard here? Well, they, they, they did say they wanted absolutely everything, so we delivered everything. And in the end, we, we, we trimmed it back. We delivered a day's worth of training, but we thought, well, do you know what? We've done the research, we have all the information, we've mapped a lot of stuff out, we've we've tested a lot of models. So we uh, published a book a few months ago now, um, Sales Success on LinkedIn, which had all that original content plus some more. And we're training teams, um, you know, all over the UK at the minute on, on how to use LinkedIn effectively. Now, that's going to be of interest to a lot of people. And I'll, I'll, I'll get the link from you later yeah. on and put that link on so that, you know, the, the listeners can, can have a look at that. But, I mean, we're talking about communication here and LinkedIn correct me if I'm wrong but I get the impression I mean people use Facebook for for showing how many donuts they eat in a week and mm. if you look at my Facebook page all the pictures of the dog but yes. you know but LinkedIn has a much more serious edge I mean LinkedIn I remember a big client I was working with a global client a manufacturing company who actually said to me LinkedIn is their first port of call when they're doing any form of recruitment because yes. they want to see what that person ha uh, is saying about themselves how they sell themselves but they also want to see who else they're connecting to yes. and I mean don't get me wrong here it just feels a little bit like stalking doesn't it? <laughs> no it, it doesn't it doesn't uh, and it, everything we do we draw that parallel back to imagine it was face to face well you know oh, if yeah. it's okay, face I wouldn't stalk this <laughs> <laughs> yes can you stalk face to face of course you can you can go to the same networking events as people you can meet them you can have a conversation you can ask them about what they're doing and it just you know you you're duplicating that but just doing it on uh, on linkedin in, in a different way but again um, linkedin as, as a potential leader linkedin hmm. must be a huge um resource or opportunity um oh, yeah. to, to first of all learn how to behave in that type yes. of environment and medium um, because you know that there are rules uh, as to to how you try to connect with people I mean for instance when people approach me on LinkedIn if I get the standard you know hello I mm. want to connect with you blah 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 I just hit delete because yes. um, it's it, sometimes it feels a bit like collecting smarties yes uh, it, it's funny, I, uh, I did a little presentation the other day and somebody said, oh, I notice you've only got, um, and I can't remember what my connections are at the minute, he said, oh, you know, I, I almost have that many connections. I said, well, I'm not here just to connect numbers, yeah. Yeah. I'm here to collect those who want to actually be connected to me, and, and that's that's really important to me. Um, but I think there's a there's a couple of bits that LinkedIn say themselves actually, which which ties back really neatly with the the leadership piece. So uh, LinkedIn's kind of unofficial slogan is uh, "Relationship Matters." That's interesting, and, and it is, it, yeah, because it yeah. is about building relationships. It's not about you know, oh, I've got so many more followers than you, and yeah, Absolutely, it is yes. about building relationships. But how many people, honestly? Um, you know, we'll make a connection and then, right, that's another one in the bag and, and never, ever, ever take it any further. Well, there's, there's something slightly worse than that in my book, which is, and I, and I get this a reasonable amount of time at the minute, um, and you've probably experienced this yourself, where you get a connection request, you think, oh, that looks interesting, and you connect with somebody, and about 30 seconds later, you get a message uh, saying, oh, I've got, a brilliant, I've got a brilliant product I want to sell you, and this yeah. would be ideal for you. And, and I think that is one of the biggest sins that folks can have on LinkedIn, 
and, and, and again, just you know, link it back to face-to-face. You wouldn't network with somebody, take the business card off them, and then immediately say, I tell you what, I can sell you this right now, and I bet it's brilliant for you. Oh, I don't uh, know. I've met some people at networking <laughs> meetings that I could yes. introduce you to. But they do yes. just that. I was at one networking meeting. I was wearing, I mean, come on, I'm, I'm, I don't expect everybody who meets me to remember me, but... Mm long blonde hair and I had on a bright red jacket I mean it was in your face red yes um and I think it was actually the fact that I was probably only one of three women in the room as well that you know should have should have made me quite noticeable yes and this typical networking you go around you hand your business card you hello who are you what do you do blah blah in other words they're saying how do you earn your money but never mind Mm. um and half an hour later, this gentleman came back round the meeting and gave me exactly the same spiel, the same patter, word for word, that he had given me half an hour earlier. Now, yes. I don't know what he was selling, whether it was a product, a service, whatever it was. I sure, hope it wasn't communication or networking skills. <laughs> um, but in terms of being a leader of his own brand, whatever that brand was, it just fell flat for me. Yeah, and, and this is, you know, whether you're face-to-face or whether you're, you know, on any, any social media platform, um, it's that congruence. It's it's representing your brand and yourself and your leadership in the uh, the best possible way you can. Uh, because if you aren't congruent in how you do that and if you aren't really kind of authentic about what you do online, face-to-face, wherever it might be, it's just a massive disconnect. Oh, there's another, that's an important point. Let's let's pick up that final point for the last two minutes here. Yeah. Um, you've talked about being authentic. Authentic, but you've talked about being congruent and you yes. said across your platforms. So yes. if we're talking about a leader and a leader needing to communicate effectively yes. um, and to be able to communicate in different styles and different approaches to meet the audience, the needs, the situation, you're also saying now that there's got to be a congruence across your communication as a leader. Um, yeah. Otherwise, if you don't have that and you don't have that degree of consistency, why would people want to follow you in the first place? Absolutely. And, and one of the things that we look for, we very often look for that congruent same message that's you know reinforced in multiple different ways. It, it makes us feel safe and secure. Uh, and I liken this to somebody who is a brilliant person, a brilliant communicator face to face, you know, a great business person. You get on well with them. You have great conversations. And then you meet them on a social media platform. I'm going to say LinkedIn, and they turn into kind of a, a 1980s style uh, double glazing salesperson. <laughs> and, and they do, and you kind of sit back and think, well, that doesn't make any sense because yeah, you wouldn't yeah. do that face to face. You wouldn't do but that. But you've yeah. chosen to do it online because I don't know if folks feel a bit more anonymous online and feel they can get well, away with more. Well, I mean, let, let's not get into the whole realms of technology <laughs> and no, seriously, what can hide yeah. behind technology and so on. But you you talked about again the communication, the congruence making. Yeah. you feel safe and feel secure and yes. um, I am going to take it back just just to Jasper for, for that mm. last this last minute and say yes. you know that is what communicating with an animal has to do it yes. has to feel safe and secure in the knowledge mm-hmm. and the understanding of what you're asking it to do um, yes. and at the same time we sometimes forget we may be different species but human beings are animals in, in one sense as well we're part of the yes. animal kingdom Um So, communication, obviously a key aspect. 
We've mm. talked a lot about a particular online platform there. Let's make it quite clear. We're not <laughs> we're not sponsored by them. We're not no, selling no, them. No. But, no. you know, any genuine leader will have um, or should have some presence and uh, some awareness of it. Yes. You've got the book out and yes. we'll put a link into that book. What was the title again? It's Sales Success on LinkedIn. Sales Success on LinkedIn. Well, I'll put yes. a link in there and um, we'll also make sure that there's a link to your own website at New Results Training. Um, and if anybody wants an inspirational speaker uh, who <laughs> isn't an inspirational speaker, as you I can recommend one. I'll find somebody. Yes. You can find somebody. That's fine. That's great, Neville. <laughs> Neville, thank you so much. That has been brilliant and your insights um you've made me even think about perhaps very mm. very rough perhaps here maybe thinking about going to do some housework hey. <laughs> thank you neville thanks leslie cheers bye, bye. bye well there we have it some more fascinating insights in how to learn to actually be a great leader Three key points from Neville. First of all, a great leader knows and acknowledges the strengths of the individuals in their team, but also knows when it's appropriate to give those individuals the opportunity to shine and to sparkle. Secondly, he said that great leaders understand how to adapt their communication, and they do this to meet the needs, the preferences, and the styles of the person or the people who are receiving the message. And finally, a great leader is someone who is congruent in their communication, and that's across different media and platforms, including social media. So until next time, here's my challenge for you. Go and have a look at the way you communicate. Have a look at your social media presence and ask yourself this question. Why would someone choose to follow you? Thanks for listening today. For more information about Leslie and her book, Who Put You in Charge? Go to lesliehunter.com. There you can also join the pack, a free membership group where you'll receive regular hints and tips from Leslie, as well as access to some great leadership resources. So how are you doing as a leader? See how you measure up by downloading Leslie's free iPad app, the Effective Leader Scoreboard, available on iTunes. We'll see you next week for another edition of Leadership Unleashed.